What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Friday, September 20th. Hope all you guys have had a great week so far. Continue to grind. You know, enjoy the ending of your week. Enjoy this weekend. We're going to get some really good college football games. We should get some really good NFL games. Hopefully, all you guys are just doing good, man, and focus on the bigger picture in life. Don't always look at the micro. Think about the macro. Every move you make, you should always be thinking about the bigger thing that you're trying to get to so with that being said today i want to come at you guys and talk about both of the wnba semifinal games that took place last night in connecticut and in um, washington dc now yes the wnba playoffs are currently on if you're not watching them then that's your problem basketball does not discriminate basketball has no gender basketball is basketball regardless so you know it's a lot of people that give a lot of hate and slack to the WNBA but I don't because I know it's a lot of good players in the WNBA like mainly my favorite player is Diana Taurasi and that's because she's from like the home her hometown is my is right next to my hometown Ranch Cucamonga in Ontario so shout out to the 909 but that's why she's my favorite player but I also like Maya Moore who I don't think played this year I think she's out this year but Candace Parker who we'll talk about a lot um Christy Tolliver. It's a lot of good hoopers in the WNBA, so stop slacking them off. But with that being said, let's get right into it. So the first game was between the Los Angeles Sparks and the Connecticut Sun. The Sun's head coach are the um, head coach is Kurt Miller, and the Sparks head coach is Coach Derek Fisher. Um, if you guys don't know, the series are best of five, so it's the first to win three games. Um, game one, the Sun actually won. They won by a score of 75 to 84. And game two, they also won two. They won last night, um, 94 to 68. So getting into the stat sheet real quick. Candace Parker had three points, three assists, one rebound, one steal, and one block. Neko Gumake had 18 points, four assists, seven rebounds, and one block. Raquina Williams had 14 points, one rebound, and one steal. Tierra Ruffin Pratt had six points, two assists, one rebound, one steal, and one block. Chelsea Gray had 10 points, five assists, four rebounds, three steals, and one block. And Cheney Ogumake had 10 points, five rebounds for the Sparks. Now, for the winning Connecticut Sun, Shekinah Strickland had three points, four rebounds, one steal. Alyssa Thomas had 12 points, four assists, 13 rebounds, two steals. Jonquel Jones had 27 points, one assist, 13 rebounds, and two steals. Jasmine Thomas had seven points, seven assists, five rebounds, two steals. Courtney Williams had 25 points, six assists, six rebounds. Brianna Jones had two points, one assist, one steal. Bria Holmes had seven points, one assist, two rebounds, one steal. And Rachel Banham had 11 points, three assists, or excuse me, three rebounds and one block. Now, diving right into this game. The Sparks started off with two quick threes, and honestly, it looked like the Sparks were going to run out the gym with the Connecticut Sun. Um, from Neko Gwumake and Raquina Williams, both were just hot from the beginning of the game. Chelsea Gray was aggressive early. The whole Sparks offense was running as smooth as can be. Like, they looked uh, really complete. And it said, and I heard that Derek Fisher, he said, like, I guess um, after their game one loss, that they were going to run the Sun out of the gym. Well, that happened for about four maybe three and a half minutes. And then, um, you know, Jonquil Jones, give her a lot of credit. She was one of the best players on the floor last night for the Sun. Um, she was getting all the offensive rebounds and putting them back all, finishing in traffic no matter what it was. And she was hitting three. She's really good at stretching the floor and being able to just be active on the boards. And she did that last night to a T. She had, like I said, thir- uh, 13 rebounds, and she just looked really good. Like, she was, honestly, they the Sun, or excuse me, the Sparks had no chance 
of boxing her out. Like, she was just very active. And, you know, she's playing with a chip on her shoulder because she's actually from the Bahamas. And if you don't know, the Bahamas, sadly, are going through Hurricane Dorian, so pray for them. But it looked like she definitely put her um, city and town on the map and her country. But, um, so with that being said, that happened. John Quill Jones was finishing at the rim. And then the, uh, the Sun called a timeout. And right after that timeout, they got they got together. They started to get the flow of the game. They come right back out and go on a 9-0 run. Like, they just look way, much better. But also give credit to the Sparks guard, Chelsea Gray. She is the truth. Like, she controls the floor like no other PG. Like, she knows how to pick and choose her spots. She knows where her teammates are going to be at, at all times and places. And she just knows where the best places for her are to score at. Like, she knows her spots to a T. And I really like that about her game. But... Um, the, the Sun defense actually picked up two out of that timeout. The Sparks started to get a little bit casual and loose with the ball, and the Sun were making them pay for that. They were getting out and transitioning to scoring. And then at the end of the first quarter, the Sparks led 28-15. to 15. Now, going into the second quarter, the Sparks' defensive rotations really, really picked up. I like how they play defense a lot. They have really good rotations. They know how to communicate. They know how to hustle to the ball. They really do it all when it comes to defense. And then... Um, the Sun started trapping a little bit of the Sparks on-ball screen. So, like, say Chelsea Gray had the ball and got a, a screen from Neko Gumake, the Sun would trap that. And that forced a couple turnovers because the, the Sparks just weren't ready for it. Like, they just weren't anticipating it sometimes. But they didn't do it all the time. They would just do it once upon a time. And so that kind of started to get the Sun a little bit more turnovers um, forced. And so then... Um, the Sun going on an 11-2 run. Jonquil Jones just kept hooping. Like she, they could not keep her off the glass. She was really just eating every single offensive rebound. And then Courtney Williams starts to get it going a little bit. We'll talk about her, her what she did in the next quarter. But Courtney Williams, she is a bucket. Like She was hitting mid-range jumpers, threes. She knows how to get it done. She was heating up in that second quarter. And then the Sun also were just winning the hustle plays. Like You could clearly tell that the Sun wanted to win this game a lot more like no offense to the sparks but the sun just beat them out to every loose ball they were diving on the floor and they just wanted it more it was clear as day and then um the sun were also forcing tiara ruffin pratt to shoot the ball because she doesn't have a reliable jumper and so they would really sag off and honestly kind of disrespect her if i was her i would feel disrespected so she should probably you know Working up to the next game, to the next game, she definitely should take a lot of jump shots because the Sun were not playing her offensively at or defensively at all. They would just let her sit and make her sh a shooter, or and then she would drive sometimes still and she would get caught up. But at the end of the half, the Sun would lead forty-one to forty. So in the third quarter, Alyssa Thomas got going easily. First play in the second half, they gave her a little um, pin down action. They gave her the ball on the free on the free throw or excuse me on the elbow. She faked the handoff. Went to her left, easy layup. And it's crazy because Alyssa Thomas, they said, has two or she had two torn labrums in both of her shoulders. And that's the main reason she can't really shoot the basketball that well. But she does everything else really well. And she was really cooking for them in that third quarter. So she scored off that play. And then, like I said, Courtney Williams got hot from three like she is a sniper she is a big time bucket like she would come down the court and just pull I remember one play she had the ball she was about to get her on ball screen she did a crossover turning down the screen took the mid-range jumper easy bucket and it's dope because her dad is her number one fan he's on the court side you know rooting her on like craziness it's, it's just fun to see that little duo but she was she got cooking in that third quarter and then the sun going to 12 run excuse me 12 to 1 run to put them up 55 to 47 and then sparks started settling. That was the biggest thing to me last night. The Sparks started to really settle on jumpers that they could not 
make or take. Like, I mean, they took them, but they weren't the best shots. And sometimes they would take really good shots out of the sets that they ran, and they just weren't falling. Like, it just wasn't the night for the Sparks last night. But still, they had a lot of really good looks that they had to capitalize on if they want to stay alive in this series. And they had some shots that they definitely were missing, but they, they're makeable. And then John Quell Jones just took over in the third quarter. Like, it was just her game, and she was feeling it. Her parents were also courtside, and she just she was unstoppable. She, um, she went They went three for three. Um, Courtney Williams actually went three for three from three in that in third quarter. Like, literally, she was just a bucket. Um, and then, luckily for the Sparks, Chanel Gwumake actually was coming off the bench. She gave them a little bit of spark, no pun intended, coming off the bench. She was the only one that really produced, and we'll talk about that in a second, too. Like, the Sparks don't have a lot of bench reduction, and Chanel Gwumake was the only ray of shine that the Sparks had coming off the bench. And then the Sun led 70-57 to 57 at the end of the third quarter, and they outscored the Sparks by 12 points. And then... The fourth quarter, honestly, the Sparks were just, they kind of gave up. Like, the quarters are 10 minutes long, and honestly, it just felt like the Sparks just gave up. Like, they put in, Derek Fisher emptied out his bench with probably, like, eight minutes to go in the quarter. The Sun knew that they had the game. The game was pretty much over. Um, but Jasmine, Jasmine Thomas and Bria Holmes got, you know, both involved in the action. And you can just tell, like, everybody was going. The, the Sun were hitting from all places on the court. It was a wrap from there. And then the Sun, like I stated, ended up winning by a score of 94 to 68. Now, some team stats that stood out to me were the Sparks. Um, excuse me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Some team stats that stood out to me. The Suns' 26-point win was the largest margin of victory in a playoff game. That's one. Also, the Suns um, out or the Sun, excuse me, out rebounded the Sparks 46 to 24. Alyssa Thomas and John Quell Jones had 26 rebounds themselves. They had 13 apiece. And so that means they rebound, they out-rebounded the, the Sparks by themselves. Those two alone out-rebounded the Sparks. That cannot happen if you're a Spark for the next game, for game three. The Sparks also shot four of 15 from the three-point line. I, I'm telling you guys, they settled a little bit too much, if you ask me. I feel like they could have got some much better jumpers than some of the shots that they were taking. And that that's only 26%. You cannot shoot that bad on the road. It's just no exceptions for that. And both teams had 13 turnovers. The Sparks had a few just bad turnovers. Both teams had some bad turnovers, but it was more clear to me that the Suns' defense was just a little bit more disruptive than anything. So we'll see. Um, game three is on Sunday. The game will be in L.A. I mean, technically, it will be in Long Beach because the, the Sparks cannot use the Staples Center, I guess, because something's going on Sunday. So we'll see. Um, I just think the Sparks, like I've been saying, they just need to find better shots, and they got to get Candace Parker going. I heard she had, like, some type of knee injury or something like that, but it's no excuse. Like, she's playing. She's going out there for her team. She's got to be more productive. Like, I think they said she only attempted three shots last night. She had one three. Like, literally, I was watching the game. I think it was probably either the second quarter or the third quarter. She had the ball at the top of the three-point line. I was like, it's time for Candace to get going. She took it, and she hit it. Money ball. Like, she's one of the best players, if not the best player in the WNBA. She's definitely up there. And I'm just looking at her like, what's really going on? Like, they got to get her more involved. She's got to get more aggressive because she's kind of like LeBron. Like, she can do it all. She can shoot it. She can pass it. She plays really good defense. So she just got to get going. If they want to win this series, Candace Parker has got to get going. And they also need more production. Like, Sydney Weiss didn't really give them a lot of momentum. Tierra Ruffin Pratt, I mean, even though she starts, she gave them some good time. Um, and Elena Beer gave them close to nothing. Like, she played a lot of good productive minutes off the bench, and she didn't really give the Sparks a lot of good minutes. So we'll see. As I stated, game three is on Sunday. We will see if the Sparks 
um, can bounce back or if the Sun can end the series and go to the WNBA Finals. So we'll see. Um, now, moving over to Game 2 of the semifinals last night, we had the Washington Mystics hosting the Las Vegas Aces where they won by a score of 103-91. to Now, going down the stat sheet, first for the Aces, Liz Cambridge had 23 points, 2 assists, 10 rebounds, 1 steal, and 1 block. Asia Wilson had 8 points, 2 assists, 7 rebounds, and 2 blocks. Kayla McBride had 9 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. Kelsey Plum, who was a bucket at the University of Washington, had 19 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. Jackie Young had 13 points, 2 assists, 1 rebound. De'Erica Hamby had 6 points, 8 rebounds. Tamira Young had 10 points, 1 assist. And Sydney Colson had 3 points in 1 block. For the Mystics, Latoya Sanders had 17 points, 1 assist, 6 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 blocks. Elena Della Don, who was actually named the WNBA MVP last night for the second time in her career, congrats to her, had 14 points, 1 assist, 10 rebounds, and 2 steal, or excuse me, two blocks. Um, Emma Misaman had 30 points, 4 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 steals. Natasha Cloud had 18 points, 11 assists, 2 rebounds, and 1 steal. Ariel Atkins had 4 points, 4 assists, and 3 steals. Ariel Power, shout out to Ariel Power. She was a bucket at Michigan State to go green, go white. And Christy Tolliver had 10 points, 3 assists, 1 rebound, and 1 steal. Now, the head coach for the Washington Mystics is Mike Tebow. And the head coach for the Las Vegas Aces is Hall or I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer actually, but Pistons legend, bad boy legend, Bill Lambeer. Now, getting into the game real fast. The first quarter was an offensive show. It almost felt like there was no defense being played at all. Like Jackie Young, who was a rookie out of Notre Dame, had two quick threes out the gate. They really needed her to get, score some points. And the, Natasha Cloud, she was both the point guards in this matchup. Natasha Cloud and Kelsey Plum for both respective teams were really getting it going for their team. But Natasha Cloud is a really, really good point guard. She was aggressive all day or all night yesterday, shall I say. She was aggressive out the gate. Both teams were playing a really, really high high pace energy. And one thing I do like about the Mystics, they have so many different weapons that they can use. Like Latoya Sanders, who I just read her stats, 17, 17 points, one assist, six rebounds, two steals, three blocks. She's kind of like Draymond Green for the Warriors. She does every single thing. She was the X factor for the Mystics last night, but she was hitting right out the gate. She had like a couple mid-range jumpers on the baseline that she was just money from. She was not missing at all. Um, but also Kelsey Plum, young point guard, really starting to learn under coach Bill Lambeer. She got it going. She loves pushing the pace. Even on a, a made bucket by the Mystics, she would get the ball and just go right back at him like nothing even happened. Like she did not care. She did not, she was not there for the Mystics celebration. She was going right at their necks and she was getting it done. Whether it was scoring, passing the ball, she was just being a pure point guard. I like that a lot. And of course, Lena Della Don was getting hurt. She has a really good post game, you know, shooting out the post, catching out the post and being able to pass, you know, creating for others. She's just a really good, well-rounded player. I actually remember her. I remember the, I forgot what year it was, but I do remember the year she came out of Delaware and she was one of the best players in the nation. And she is really, really tough. She is a big time bucket. Like I said, she was named league MVP last night as well. Um, And then um, she was actually creating mismatches. Like every time, for some reason, the Aces would have the rookie Jackie Young guarding Elena Della Don. And that was just easy money for her. Like no, no, nothing short of Jackie Young, but Elena Della Don, every time she's seen Jackie Young guarding her in the post, that's what Shaq calls barbecue chicken. She was just working, like, every time. She is a big-time bucket, so that was that. And then the Aces had no choice but to start double-teaming her. And it was weird because the Aces' defense last night, 
it's kind of weird. And I honestly don't like it. If I'm Bill Beer, I don't like it at all because it's not working. But Liz Cambridge, for those of you that don't know, is a 6'8 center. She's 6'8. And sadly, her mobility is not good at all. Like, she's not that fast. She can run down the court pretty well. But, like, when it comes to just playing defense and making rotations, she's not good at that. And the, the Mystics really use that to their advantage. Like, it's always – if you pass the ball just enough when you have the ball in offense – you can get Liz Cambridge slacking. And they, and the Mystics really, really exposed that last night. Like, it was always somebody wide open. And that, they just made them pay every single time. Like, the, the Mystics were doing their job. So they did a really good job with that. And then Latoya Sanders, like I said, she was doing everything. And she was doing literally everything. But one thing that I really noticed in that first quarter especially, she was forcing turnovers. Like, her defensive rotations are really good. And she is really good when it comes to defending Liz Cambridge. I think she's probably only like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, so she's giving up four inches. And she really, really knows how to slide and play defense and get the ball before Liz Cambridge is able to put up a shot. So she's really good at that. And then... Liz Cambridge did get some really easy points. Of course, she's 6'8". It's nobody even close to her size, but she did get some easy points heading into the end of that first quarter. And then Emma Mieseman, she is a bucket, like a capital B-U-C-K-E-T, bucket. Like Emma Mieseman can score from anywhere. She is the mystic sharpshooter. She hits from anywhere. She's a forward, so it's pretty much like her and Lena Deladon play like the three and the four, and then Latoya Sanders plays the five. She can score from anywhere, and she got hot. Like I said, she had 30 points last night, and she was not missing. And at the end of the first quarter, the Mystics led 30 to 26, and Natasha Cloud had 10 points in that quarter. She was going, she was getting to it in that first quarter. Then the second quarter came, and the Aces turnovers were calling them. They got costing them. Excuse me. They got really lackadaisical with the ball. Like they would just throw like passes that did not need to be thrown. Some of it was from Kelsey Plum. A couple other players were just, they weren't making the smartest passes and the Mystics were really making them pay for that. Like Tolliver, um, going into the next, you know, couple of things, Tolliver started to sag off Sidney Colson. They wanted Sidney Colson to really become a jump shooter. Kind of like how the sun wouldn't, um, Tierra Ruffin Pratt from the Sparks to shoot the ball. That's exactly what Chrissy Tolliver was doing for Sydney Colson. They really want her to, her to become a jump shooter, and she was not taking shots, but she was very aggressive. I do give her credit. They were disrespecting her jumper, but she would really try and get back at him and get to the hole, and she did get to the foul line a couple of times. And then my girl from Michigan State, Ariel Powers, like I said, she was a big-time player at Michigan State. She was probably one of the best women's hoopers at Michigan State, if not the best, I promise you. She was the GOAT. She comes off the bench for the Mystics, and she gives them a lot of really, really good play. Like, she came off the bench immediately, had a bucket, and took a charge. Like, that's just the type of player she is. She's really good. Um, And Emma Mieseman, at that point, already had 16 points. So she was already halfway, past halfway a little bit to her, her points totals. And then the Mystics defense got much, much active. Like the Aces didn't know what to do. They were closing out everywhere, closing out hard. They were, you know, getting into gaps. They were playing the on-ball screen really well. They were hard hedging it and they would be able to recover. And the, the Vegas, Las Vegas Aces, they just kind of struggled to deal with that. And they just made mistakes, um, especially with Elena Della Don. Like they would put Liz Cambridge on her. I don't know why. And she was not able to make that rotation, as I said earlier. And Elena Della Don would make her pay every single time. Like she would get right to her little mid-range game hit the shot or she would get to the to the foul line or she's getting to the rack either one of those three options she was doing it and of course like I said Emma Mieseman 
still getting to it. She is a big time scorer. She was hitting threes from everywhere, whether it was the pick and pop, whether it was the set shot three, whether it was getting to the rack. She had a really nice uh, spin move to an and one layup or and one floater last night that was really tough. And I felt like that was the game changing momentum play for the Mystics to win this game. Even though the game was pretty much close the entire game, both teams were not giving up an inch at all. They were both tough. And Chrissy Tolliver, who is one of the best players in the NBA, or excuse me, WNBA, and she is a head, she's a coach in the NBA for the Washington Wizards, so she's a strong woman right there. But she can she comes off the bench and she gave them really good minutes too. But she wasn't scoring though when she first got into the game. She was not scoring like that. She was just playing really good defense. Like she would she would shade Kelsey Plum's left hand left hand because we all if you know Kelsey Plum is dominantly predominantly a left-handed player. And Chrissy Tolliver does a really good job of shading her and keeping her off that left hand. And when Kelsey Plum has it in her right hand, she's not as good as a dribbler as she is with her left hand. And she kind of struggled with that. And Chrissy Tolliver did a really good job containing her when she was guarding her for most of the night. But in that second quarter, she ended up picking her third foul. And that kind of um, took a little bit momentum from the Mystics. And so did Ariel Atkins. They both picked up three fouls. You can kind of see the Mystics were kind of getting frustrated. And that's when the Vegas... Um, came right back into the game. They really took advantage of that little little tiny momentum shift. Vegas took took, you know, a big piece of that. And then Kelsey Plum started going as soon as that happened. They both picked up the third foul. You know, um Chrissy Tolliver goes to the bench. Kelsey Plum still in the game. She went to work. Like she would get to the lay to the layup line easy. She would get to the foul line easy. Like she's just a pure point guard. Like I said, she does not care if the other team misses the ball or makes a shot. She is going to push the action. And that is what good point guards do. That kind of reminds me of what Michigan State does. They do that all the time. Coach Izzo stays pushing the ball. And Kelsey Plum was doing that last night. And she was just being a pure point guard. And at the end of the half, the Mystics led by a score of 50 to 49. And then the third quarter. Kelsey Plum came out on fire, and I mean on fuego. She was hitting threes. She was getting whatever she wanted to do. She just came out, and she was playing, like, with so much more aggression and fire. It was almost like Bill Lambert just said, it's your time to go. You got to take advantage of this time right now. Like, you got to take the lead in the third quarter. And Kelsey Plum said, forget it. I got to do that. And she was feeding Liz Cambridge, too, and they just left. They just got a lot. The, the Aces defense was a lot more active in that third quarter. They left the Mystics offense stagnant. Like the Mystics offense just started to do a lot of iso ball. And that's not really what they're good at. They're better when they're moving the ball. And credit to the Aces defense. They were just really, really getting them under their skin. And they were doing whatever they had to do. And, and they, their intensity on defense period for the Aces just picked up entirely. And then the Mystics go on a 13-0 run right after that. Christy Tolliver was putting Washington up. Um with a big time three that 13 0 run was one of the most key runs in that game that 13 0 run put them up by 10 74 to 64 and misa misa emma misa she was still hot she was not missing and then the mystics went on a 19 to 5 run to end the quarter for washington and the mystics led 80 to 69 going into the fourth quarter so the fourth quarter aerial powers comes in and does damage right out the gate but Liz Cambridge was given, um, she was actually assessed a technical foul because she was, I guess they called a foul. Uh, she was dry. She got, she caught the ball at the elbow. She took like two dribbles to her right hand. I guess they called a foul earlier. Then they reviewed the play and it showed that Liz Cambridge actually extended her elbow like clear as day and knocked out Emma Meeson. Not knocked out, but pretty much, you know, clear her out with her elbow. And she actually hit Ariel Powers when she came down with the ball. But So they gave her a tech and that kind of, Honestly, that kind of ended the night for the Las Vegas Aces. It felt like they were more focused, just like the Sparks, actually. 
It felt like both teams were more focused on the refs than actually just playing basketball. Like they were too worried about the officiating that was going on and they weren't really worried about what was happening on the court. But, you know, luckily for the Aces instead of the Sparks, the Aces were able to stay in the game and keep the game close for the while. But Tamira Young, veteran, she was the only person really in that fourth quarter that was giving the Aces buckets. Like she is a mid-range assassin. She came in, they left her open. She took one dribble to her mid-range spot bucket she had two mid-range jumpers on the left side of the baseline and she was just getting to it easy like probably like six i'd say six or eight points in that fourth quarter four i don't know why the mystics were leaving her open but she was just going to it and then it was a battle between kelsey plum and emma Mieseman and christy tolliver kelsey plum as i stated she was going all night she was not stopping her game was just completely on fire but emma Mieseman and christy tolliver in the end had two big back-to-back buckets emma Mieseman had um she had a three-pointer, and then I believe Christy Tolliver had like a um, a jumper that, at the end of the shot clock that pretty much just sucked the life out of the Las Vegas Aces. And then the game was pretty much over. Christy Tolliver had a couple big buckets with like 138 to left. And as I stated, the Lo- or excuse me, the Washington Mystics won the game 103 to 91. Now, some team stats that I also took from this game: the Mystics shot 38 of 73 overall from the field goal. 38 of 73. Think about that. That's 52%. That's either the Mystics just put up a lot of good shots, which is which is definitely true, and the Las Vegas Aces definitely need to look at their defense a little bit more. Um, the Mystics also shot 19 of 20 from the free throw line. That's 90%. You got to hit your free throws, especially especially when you're at home. You have to be able to hit your free throws. The Mystics did that to a T last night, only missing one free throw, and. The Mystics also had nine steals. Like I said, their defense was pretty much disrupted for a majority of the night. They really have a lot of quick, agile, and fast players on their team, and they just know how to play defense. You got to give a lot of credit to their head coach, Mike Tebow, and his staff. They coach defense really, really well, and the team executed their defensive schemes last night to a T last night. Credit to them for that. And lastly, the last thing I took from that, the Aces had 13 turnovers, and the Mystics only had six. When you're at home, you got to be able to protect the ball. And when you're on the road, you got to be able to protect the ball. The keys to winning the game is honestly just limit your turnovers. Because if you limit your turnovers, more than likely you're going to be able to put up a good shot. And the Mystics did that last night on their home court. And the Aces, like I said, at 13 turnovers, they're going to have to clean it up. Especially game three on Sunday in Las Vegas. They're at home, so we'll see how they can bounce back. Good win for the Mystics. They're up 2-0 now. We will see if they can close out the series on Sunday. And we will also see if the Connecticut Sun can close out their series to go to the WNBA Finals. It's definitely going to be interesting, so stay tuned with me. As always, though, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go follow them on Twitter. Go check out their articles, write-ups, and podcasts on feature on their podcast network. But as always, man, Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you listen to my podcast on Apple, please leave a good review or write-up. I appreciate you guys. Have a beautiful and blessed rest of your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. As always, it's been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Peace, love, and blessings gone.